when we first opened, we thought we would gradually get there, but it just was like, boom, as soon as we opened, it was like, um, a line out the door constantly. And we didn't have enough staff to make the shakes as fast as we needed to. So as a result, there were long wait line, long wait times, and long lines on the weekends. Um, we were just slammed. We also didn't have a walk-in freezer so to store our ice cream. So we were having to get deliveries every single day. Hello and welcome to the Small Business School. My name is Craig Staley, 20-year retail veteran, e-commerce practitioner, and entrepreneur. Each week, I will interview a new small business owner that we can learn from to take our businesses to the next level. Now, let's go. Today's guest is Christina Barnett, co-founder of Legendary Milkshake Bar in Nashville, Tennessee. Christina talks about the success that they've had so far from lines down the street when they open to being featured on the cooking channel and have celebrity customers like Trisha Yearwood and celebrity chef Jet Tilla. She also talked a little bit about what the future holds for the Legendary Milkshake Bar. So let's get to the interview with Christina Barnett. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Before we get to today's guest, I want to talk to you about a company that I use and love, Canva. Canva is a graphic design platform that allows podcasters, bloggers, small business owners, and really anyone create graphics, presentations, posters, and a whole host of other visual content quickly and easily. I use Canva for my business podcast and it saves me tons of time and money. One of my favorite things about Canva is that they have a ton of pre-made templates for social media. I can just grab a template, change the colors to fit my brand, and change out the image with one of their 60 million plus photos and elements. It honestly makes it so easy. The other thing that makes Canva stand out is how easy it is to use. I've used all sorts of other graphic design software in the past, and the learning curve is really big. Canva is intuitive and something the average user can be proficient at in just a couple of hours. If you ever use stock photos, build graphics for social media or ads, I highly recommend that you at least look at Canva. It's affordable and it's going to save you a ton of time. Also, I want to mention that I'm an affiliate of Canva, which just means that if you go to the show notes or on craigsdaily.com slash resources and click on the Canva link and make a purchase, I'll receive a small commission for referring you. You never pay any more and it just helps me a little bit if you choose to use my link. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest. It's Christina Barnett from the Legendary Milkshake Bar in Tennessee. How are you today, I'm Christina? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming on with me today. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Can you give the listeners a little bit of your personal background to start off? Sure. I graduated with a business degree from the University of Alabama, real Todd, specializing in marketing and advertising. I worked in advertising for three years after I graduated in Birmingham, Alabama, and I learned a lot about social media marketing, and that's where I gained a lot of my creative skills. I sharpened my creative mindset there, and it was a really fun industry to be in in your early Mm -hmm. 20s. It just was so much fun, but when I was working in it, I just I found that I wanted more control, I guess. Working for somebody else was great for where I was in life, but 
I started to think long-term, like, what is it that I wanted to do? I really wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted mm-hmm. to have more control. I wanted to build things, to build something and have that fulfillment. So while I was there, I realized that I just, I wanted to own my own business one day. So the next step in order to do that was to learn how to run a business, learn how to operate and run a successful business. And Mm -hmm. so I decided to build on those skills that I had and go to work with my dad. He, um, he owns his own construction business. He's owned his own business his entire life. So I grew up in an entrepreneur like household, I guess. Mm -hmm. with him, And then you know, he specifically builds custom homes. So I came on board with the intent to learn how to run a successful business. Not, not that I would actually take over that business. Construction wasn't really my jam. I didn't know anything about the industry, but like I said, my dad has owned his own business his entire life. So I wanted to learn from him. He's very respected. He has a great reputation in our community and he's the best business owner I've ever known. So how long did you spend with, with him at his business? Two years. I worked with him for two years and absorbed everything like a sponge. So that's kind of my background on what I've done in my life, I guess, up to this point, up until Legendary. So how did Legendary Milkshake Bar come about? Well, I was working alongside with my dad and we're both very aspirational people. Mm -hmm. We want to accomplish a lot in life. So by being with him every day, the ideas and the creativity just were flowing in everyday conversation. Mm-hmm. And the idea to open up another business together came to us because I had always wanted to open my own business and sure. he, wanted, he wanted to work with me because we're, we're very close. And so I did some research and I saw that this like freak shake thing was happening, this trend happening in the world. And I was like, that would be a really fun business. to yeah. own. That would be really cool to own a milkshake bar. So we just let our creativity run wild and, and we went for it. In, in just two years, we built this amazing, successful business that has a pretty decent social media following, I think. And it's, you know, we've built this great team of employees and it's just been amazing. So talk about how did the transition from Alabama to Tennessee happen? Oh, well, I'm actually, I live in, I live in Alabama right okay. now. I, I did live in Alabama and I still do. Uh, we decided to open the business in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm actually from Huntsville. So we didn't want to open it in Huntsville just because we thought that this would be a really big tourist Mm -hmm. um, market. And there isn't, there's not a lot of tourists in Huntsville, even though Huntsville is growing by the day, but Nashville was a much more appropriate market for this, this business that we wanted to open. And we were, we were right. We're very much right. So tourists are our of course, target audience. We get some locals, but it's mostly people coming to downtown Nashville. Yeah, I mean, for anyone who hasn't isn't familiar with your your product, I mean these these milkshakes are giant, and you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you to if you, I mean if you could kind of describe you know maybe a couple of your milkshakes, like your best sellers to get. I mean, you have to see it. That's where I bumped into you was was on Instagram and. And took notice. I mean, you have to see to kind of believe them, but maybe just describe a couple of your most popular milkshakes for the audience so they kind of understand what you're really talking about. Sure, sure. And like you said, they're very visually appealing. So if y'all want to see them, you can go to our Instagram page, but to describe them the best I can, our most popular milkshake by far is our rolling in the cookie dough. It starts with chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream which is a very popular flavor. And then it's blended thick. I always try to train my team to blend our shakes really thick. 
because that's just how I think majority of people like them. Mm-hmm. And then it's poured into a chocolate drizzled mason jar and slathered with chocolate icing around the rim and rolled in chocolate chips. So the chocolate chips are actually stuck to the chocolate icing that's around the rim. So it's like an adhesive. It just like sticks to it around the rim of the mason jar. And then it's topped with whipped cream, cookie dough bites. So even more cookie dough on top. And then a massive chocolate chip cookie that's drizzled in chocolate sauce. So it's really, I mean, if you like cookies, like this is for you. And I think majority of the people do. We have a lot of weird shakes on our menu. We have some that have bacon on them. We have some that have potato chips on them. So this is a really safe option if you don't want to venture outside of your comfort zone too much, but it's it's really good. I mean, I think I noticed some that have slices of pie and cheesecake yeah. topped on top. Yeah. I mean, these are giant. Yeah. And then um, another fun one you might have noticed is uh, our Majestic Unicorn. You know, that's really popular among the kids because it's really colorful and it has cotton candy ice cream in it. It has marshmallow cream dipped jar rolled in rainbow sprinkles. So it's super colorful. It's got whipped cream, mini marshmallows, sour rainbow candy on top. So another, you know, colorful piece to it. And then cotton candy, just just put on top of it with uh, extra rainbow sprinkles. I mean, the kids love that one. And, you know, I've seen some grown men order it too. So I always am like, hey, this is our most manu- manly shake you, you can get here. But yeah, that's a good one too. I also noticed last night, I noticed an Instagram come through. You had a professional eater at yeah. your location last night and he was going to attempt, I think, to eat six of those 16 ounce milkshakes. Originally it was six, but when he got there, he was like, oh, I can do more than this. I don't want people to think I'm weak. So we we bumped it up to eight. So he actually took on eight of our 16 ounce milkshakes Two of them, were, including our, uh, the rolling in the cookie dough and the majestic unicorn that I described. He did it in 40 minutes and 10 seconds. And he, he ate eight 16-ounce milkshakes with cookies and pies and all sorts of stuff attached to it. Yep. And uh, he didn't actually throw up <laughs> while wow. he was doing it. So I was very impressed. And yeah, I, I, can't, I can't even eat one whole one of these. Like I, I can't even eat a whole one. So it's great. I was going to ask you what what percent of your customers order and share because they are so big. Ooh, man, I would say I would say probably like close to half, maybe forty yeah. percent. I think majority of the people. The only reason why they order more than one is because they want to try multiple. So it's like you get this one and I'll get this one and we'll eat we'll it one taste night, it. But yeah. no one ever finishes all of them because they're just so massive. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. So that leads me to another question. Who developed all the recipes or develops them, all the recipes that are on your menu? In the beginning, I did. I put together our entire uh, menu because, of course, it was just me and my dad. So I took on the menu. I put it together. And pretty much every single signature shake that's on the menu was developed by me in the early days. It wasn't really hard to do because some of them, you know, are your standard, like, you know, banana split shake. Well, what? Of course, everybody knows what goes into a banana split. And then, you know, you got your s'more shake and that's, uh, you know, kind of self-explanatory. It's a s'mores. But, you know, since we built our team, I've had some really great help with our shake of the day shakes from our team. Those are those get changed out weekly. So they kind of change with current events and holidays and seasons. So my team really enjoys getting creative and helping with that menu. And then we've also had some shake of the days that were super popular that I've actually added to the menu permanently. And that is the 
one of them is the shake it up buttercup that has Reese's on top. And people just went crazy for that one. And then a birthday shake. That's that one's really colorful and it's got a cupcake on top. I mean, people love that one too. So those live on our menu permanently. And they started out a shake of the day. So. Probably a good way to test new flavors with that shake of the day and see how they sell. And, yeah, it's a wonderful you know, way to do that. Good way to to add new ones to the menu. So I also noticed that you were featured on a cooking channel show, The, the Best Thing I Ever Ate. Yeah. How did that come about? Oh, man, that was fun. Chef Jet Tilla actually came in with his family one day and ordered the sweet and salty cheesecake. And they had an absolutely great experience. He loved it. He reached out to me after and, you know, told me how much that he loved his experience with his family there. And then the network contacted me shortly after that and said that Jet had nominated us to be on the best thing I ever ate. And they wanted to come in and film us making our homemade cookie dough and then Mm. making our legendary milkshakes. So it was a super cool experience and uh, one of my most proudest moments so far for sure. But that was just kind of how it came about. He just came in one day and was like, hey, that's awesome. After the episode aired, did you notice an uptick in traffic at all? Yes. And people actually contacted us, you know, via social media and on the website. They emailed us through the forms and then people would just come in and speak about it in the shop. They're like, we're here. We saw you on the Food Network or the Cooking Channel. And I was like, wow, you know, that really, it really did help spike up everything. That's awesome. And we still get people coming in from time to time now that have seen reruns. So it helped a lot. Very cool. Are there any tools that you guys use that you found particularly helpful in your business? Yes, I think uh, the most uh, important tool, since we are so visually appealing, social media has been one of our most valuable tools for marketing, obviously. And having a good camera and good video editing software is useful and providing that high quality content that you need for social media. So I think, you know, our most valuable tool has been just a great camera and video editing software to use for social media. So when you do social media, I take it you're using a DSLR camera rather than like an iPhone or something like that? It depends. So most of the time for social media and things like that, I will use the iPhone in portrait mode. Mm -hmm. It has to be in portrait mode. So it looks really nice. And then you know, in the beginning, I didn't even have an iPhone that had portrait mode. <laughs> so I had to go buy one to make to take these really nice pictures. So if you scroll all the way back to the beginning, you'll see our pictures were not that great of quality. And then these days, we do use a DSL camera for our, our higher marketing, like not social media, but for billboards and, you know, pictures that we're having printed and things like that. Things that The high-res images, yeah, that type things of stuff. That we need higher-res for, but just a simple good iPhone camera with portrait mode on it is will work for social media. That's awesome. What would you say so far in your business has been the biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Well, I think a lot of businesses had the same challenge, but our greatest challenge was most definitely the first three months that we opened. We were very ill prepared for our business to just take off like it did. We expected, you know, eventually we would have, you know, a a large customers, you know, lots of customers coming in. But just when we first opened, we thought we would gradually get there. But it just was like, boom, as soon as we opened, it was like a line out the door constantly. And we didn't have enough staff to make the shakes as fast as we needed to. So as a result, there were long wait line, long wait times, mm-hmm. long lines on the weekends. Um, we were just slammed. 
we also didn't have a walk-in freezer so to store our ice cream. So we were having to get deliveries every single day from Bluebell. And I just want to shout out to Bluebell. Like they were amazing and very accommodating to us in the very beginning. They stepped up and helped us through those early days. And uh, now we have a huge walk-in freezer and we have built an incredible team and had the knowledge and experience and have trained our team members to know how many team members we need on staff to fulfill the orders and not have long wait times. We've just kind of learned from the early days and we still have lines out the door, which is like a great thing in my mind, but wait times have significantly gone down if any at all on the weekend. Well, that's great. Did you guys open up during the the summer or did you open an off season at all? Uh, we opened July, 2018. So it was perfect right time for heat. some ice cream. Oh yeah. It was right in the heat of the summer. It's downtown Nashville too. So the yeah. tourism is great and people are just coming in like, like crazy. Well, that's awesome. It's a good problem to have, I guess. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, it's challenging, but it was a great challenge and we've learned a lot from it. We'll definitely be more prepared for the next one. So what would you say has been the best moment in your business's history so far? So um, as easy as that question of what was our biggest challenge, as easy as that, as that was to answer, this one is much more complicated. I couldn't possibly choose just one best moment. Uh, we've had so many best moments and it's been very surreal for me and my dad. I love it when the celebrities come and see us. So we've had Trisha Yearwood and Thompson Square Doug the Pug, and most recently, and we just talked about him, but Randy Santel, he's, he was the food challenge uh, professional eater that came in yesterday. We've been featured on some really cool TV shows, like The Best Thing I Ever Ate, and Chris Lee Knows Best, Bringing Up Bates, Trisha's Southern Kitchen. So those are always like, it's really wow. cool when you get to be on TV or when celebrities come. Yeah. You realize that you really built something that people want to showcase on their TV shows or something that they want to talk about. So those are some really cool moments, but my personal favorite moments are a little smaller than that. Like the day that we painted our interactive mural, like that was really cool because it had been something that I had wanted since the very beginning. And we had, you know, when you first open a business, you try to allocate your funds to things that are priority. So having an interactive mural was something that I've always wanted because Nashville is full of interactive murals. And I just thought it would be cool to have one in our shop. So we finally got to do that this year and I was just like tickled pink. So that's a personal favorite moment. And then of course, our most recently, our most recent large accomplishment has been the announcement that we're opening up a new location in New Orleans. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was, that's been a best moment. Honestly, just when you open up a brand new business, there's a lot of risks involved in when you're hit with the realization that your business is doing well and it's growing and people really like what you built, every one of those moments are a best moment. So no matter how big or how small they are, there's just constant best moments happening. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Who do you consider a mentor and what's the most important lesson that they've taught you? Well, I love this question. I love this question. <laughs> um, I get, I've been asked about it a lot, but, um, my dad is my mentor. He's my best friend in the whole world. We see each other every single day. I live right next door to him, literally. Like he's my neighbor. That's great. Yeah, he's the smartest, most respectable person I've ever known. And I absolutely love owning my business with him. He's taught me every single thing I know about business. And the most important thing, I think, 
which is the question, the most important thing I think I've learned from him is how to treat people, uh, customers, staff members, vendors, collaborators, even the mailman, like anyone and everyone. My dad understands and has taught me to understand that people don't do business with businesses. People do business with people. So it's probably the most important lesson I've ever learned professionally and personally. It's not just a cool product that we're selling. You have to provide people with an experience and that's your customers. You have to have a good experience for them. So they'll keep coming back and your business will withstand the test of time and ever changing trends. Your customers are always come back because you have provided them with this great experience. It's how you've treated them. And then your team, you know, because, you know, you want them to have a good experience because everything begins and ends with your team. If your team is happy, your customers are happy. If your customers are happy, then you're happy. So it really just is all about how you treat people and you kind of get what you put in. That is a really good lesson for everybody to learn. It's it's definitely a good one. So you talked about you're opening up a new location in New Orleans, which is awesome. What If you were to look into a crystal ball, what would you say is in store for your business over the next 10 years? Well, we are opening up New Orleans. Everybody knows about that one. We've announced it. So without showing our hand too much, I will just say I uh, that we do plan to grow our business. And New Orleans is our next location, opening up in spring 2021. And from there, I guess everybody will just have to stay tuned. But like I said, my dad and I are very aspirational and we want a lot out of life. So we're not stopping here. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just watch for more details, I guess. Yeah. So let's, let's go backwards a little bit. If you could hop into a time machine and you could go back to the day that you launched your business, the legendary milkshake bar, what advice would you give your past self? I would say raise your pay and hire more people and walk, get a walk-in freezer, damn it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, those are like the technical things that I would tell myself because those are, those are the most you know challenging things that we had in the beginning. But really, I just kind of tell myself to hang in there. Everything happens for a reason, I've learned. And you know, you're going through these challenges now so that you'll be better and able to open up, you know, more in the future with, you know, more experience, more knowledge, everything will just be better. So mm-hmm. I would just kind of tell myself to not stress out too much and know that, you know, everything's going to be, going to be okay. Yeah. In the moment, I'm sure those first weeks and months were pretty stressful and, you know, yeah. you thought it would never end, but eventually you work through it. Yeah, definitely. You just keep trucking along, keep working really, really hard. Like I said, you get what you put in. So the hard work will pay off. Sometimes it may seem like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and you're just you're just having those long 14 hour days and mm-hmm. you're sacrificing time away from family and and like I said it's a risk so you don't even know if it's going to pan out if people are even going to like this and you're putting your heart and soul into it literally blood sweat and tears because mm-hmm. we, we did our build out ourselves so I you know kind of had a lot of uh construction accidents in the beginning. I'm not so great with a nail gun, but anyway, (laughs) um, but yeah, you put your heart and soul into this thing and you don't even know if people are going to like it. So just hang in there and keep putting in your hard work and it will pay off. That's awesome. I wanted to thank you and, and, you know, let the audience know that you've, you've offered 10% off any purchase to, uh, listeners of the small business school through the end of the year. So I suppose they can just come on in and, and mention the show, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just mention that you heard us on here and at the register when you order and we'll give you 10% off your entire order. 
we really appreciate everybody listening to our story. And so we want to reward you with a 10% off. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. Uh, Where can our listeners find out more about your business online, social media, that type of stuff? So our social media accounts, uh, the the best place that you can go to visually see what the milkshakes look like and stay up to date on everything that's happening at the Legendary Milkshake Bar would be Instagram. So our Instagram handle is at legendary, dairy spelled D-A-I-R-Y, like milk, at Legendary Milkshake Bar. And our Facebook handle is the same at Legendary Milkshake Bar. And then our website, you can go on there if you ever, you know, need any, uh, need to know anything um, that you don't get from social media, if you need to contact us. And that website is www.legendary.milkshakebar.com. Awesome. Well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on with me today and look forward to seeing what's next for your business. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. I love the learning lesson that Christina shared from her dad. People don't do business with businesses. They do it with people. Think about your favorite places to go, your favorite businesses. Why do you go there? There aren't many businesses that have a product or service that no one else in the world offers. Most of the time, we frequent businesses because of how we're treated when we walk through the doors. We do business with people who value our time and the fact that we're spending our hard-earned money with them. Her dad didn't stop with customers, though. She mentioned their employees and their vendors. Right now, our global supply chain is struggling. Businesses are having a tough time getting parts and products, and there's only so much to go around. If a vendor has to make the choice between filling an order for someone who never pays them on time and treats them like crap versus someone who always pays on time and is a great partner, who do you think is going to get their PO filled right now? And finally... The last and maybe the most important of this three-legged stool is your employees. If you treat them right, they'll be happier, they'll treat your customers better, and they'll stick with you longer. This might be the single best advice anyone who hopes to start a small business or business of any kind could be given. If you're a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other grow their businesses. Join the community and let's help each other take our businesses to the next level. We'll see you there. If you'd like to learn more about our guest today or be a future guest on the Small Business School, go to craigsdaily.com slash podcast for more info. And of course, it would mean the world to me if you'd click subscribe or write a review for the Small Business School in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.